The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks of the Marks Group. Yes, I'm here and happy. And you know, by the way, at some point, we do have to share, like we've done before, some good TV recommendations, please, yes, and some we'll good do book those recommendations. this week after okay. The Word of Brilliance, okay. or at the beginning of The Word of Brilliance, we'll share some I've got TV. a few good TV ones. I've got a few good books to recommend as well, Great. all big pop okay. culture stuff. So Excellent. music, not as much, because... I listen to, yeah. Anyway, TV and books. books. (laughs) Okay. So this week's topic is all about how to come up with a creative name for your small business. Creative name for your small business. And I can't, listen, as the owner of the Marx Group, I can think of no one better than to talk (laughs) about coming up with a creative name for your business. So I can't wait to have that discussion. All right. We're going to have that discussion (laughs) as soon as we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back with a discussion on how to choose a creative name for your small business with an individual who literally named their business after themselves. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about that, it's, you know, it's funny. We've had the relationship over a hundred plus episodes where I kind of feel like you can ask me any question and I can, yeah, I can riff on it and give you some thoughts and give you an opinions and all that. And you know what? I, I certainly do have thoughts and opinions on coming up with a creative name for your business, but I, I do want you know, you to know if you're listening to this podcast, the name of my company is called The Marks Group. Yep. Not only that, but I just recently launched like a new business, like a training platform. And what did I call it? The Marks Group Live. Which I vehemently disagreed <laughs> with you naming it that. We actually and changed we're going to get bit. into We changed why. a little bit about it, which, uh, which we can get into. So let, let, let's use this as for when you're talking about okay. your business, okay? So I, I have this new business and it's called, uh, I've been calling it, I have been calling it, Mark's group live. And I've been getting a lot of pushback, particularly from smart people like yourself, Elizabeth, who say like, <laughs> why are you calling that? And I'm always like, well, we're providing live training online. So, and we're the Mark's group. So therefore it's Mark's group live and blah, blah, blah. For starters, for starters, here's something I've learned when I talk about coming up with names and being creative about your name. If you're the type of business that wants to be found online and in nowadays, I don't care if you're running a pizza shop or a gas station, you probably do want to be found online. I'm not saying Absolutely. you're selling products online, but you want to you, know, you drive people to your website to find out more about you or to at least come and visit you or to ask questions or whatever. It's a very important thing. So when people talk about naming their businesses, a lot of it now in 2018 is tied towards your online presence as well. And what should go into your decision, your thought process for naming your, your business is where, how would this name do in a search? You know, what is the SEO, the search engine optimization implications of my name? You know, and I look at, you know, sometimes it's nice to have like a nice, fun, nifty name, but getting back to this training platform, we're training on one of the products we sell, which is called Zoho, right? Okay. That's, it's a CRM product. 
when people are looking for live online training for Zoho, they're not searching for Mark Scrimmage. That's exactly my point. Right? Yes, people don't. So it's it's irrelevant to them that I'm the Mars. They're looking for Zoho training. So therefore, shouldn't my new company really be named, you know, like live Zoho training, you know, or something related to that product? And so that's exactly what we've done. We changed it. We changed <gasps> it. We now so have a URL that's livezohotraining.com. And it's we now have a new division of our companies to break out that we're now calling live Zoho training. And the reason why is because it, the company Elizabeth speaks, Larkin told because Elizabeth to. Larkin was my motivator. And <laughs> so, you know, there's different people have lots of different advice about the creative different sort of names for your business but i believe elizabeth and you know in this day and age um i think your name needs to be tied into search i really do now some of the things that, that might help you there are plenty if you google um keyword search tools you know what i mean for a product if you're mm -hmm. looking like so usually when you set up a website you know you want people to find so what are the keywords you know related to my business or whatnot you know and they will tell you like the most popular words you know that are out there or some of the most innovative or intriguing words you know, my, uh, you know, my recommendation is, is that if you're thinking of naming your business, depending on what you do, get one of those keyword search tools online. I mean, Google AdWords uses it. There's a great, uh, great service called Moz, M-O-Z, who uses, uh, they provide all sorts of help for search engine optimization and people online. And you can download these tools, you know, very easily and you can come up with you know, keywords about what your company does, you know, that... Um, I think in the end will help you with your search. I mean, you're not Coca-Cola and Ford. You can't build or the Hartford, you know what I mean? You can't just, you don't have a hundred years of history to build yeah. a brand on. You're a small business. And if you want people to find you, they're going to want to find you about what you're selling. Yeah. And I think you got to tie your name into that. Yeah. I think you should actually not get creative and right. figure out like if people are going to search for my business, what are they going to type in when they go to Google? <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. And like you, you're the best. You always love talking about your like donut shops and the bakeries that you go to or whatever. And um, and it's this perfect thing. If you're going to start up like, you know, Elizabeth's, you know, donut shop, you know. I can't even remember the last time I was in a bakery or Is donut shop. Is that funny? Shop. Oh, get out of here. You've talked about this one. That's because like it's near just such an easy and, example. Okay, well, that's fine. But the, the bottom line is, is that if you were going to open up a donut shop or a bakery, you could say bakery, and if you look that up in a keyword, Elizabeth's Bakery, okay, that that describes what you do. So that's certainly a good start. Um, but to me, I would probably get a little bit more granular. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, Elizabeth's, you know, sugar donuts or something. Well, that the other thing is that's not an online business, so it doesn't mm -hmm. really I mean, you can I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna if I agree with you on that. I mean, I you're right, I'm not buying donuts online, but Come on. I mean, our our businesses, even a donut shop, it comes up when we're searching Google Maps, Google Places. That's true. Yeah. Yelp. You know, even if you're just, you know, you're, I don't know, it gets mentioned and by other well, people. Well, you should definitely have the word bakery in the name if yeah, you're opening okay. a bakery. If I was going to open a bakery, I've always had this name in the in my back pocket. I would call it the Graham Cracker Crust Bakery. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And you just, you want to make sure that you've got a lot of Graham yeah. Cracker you know, products, you know, yeah. available or whatever. I love that. I don't like graham crackers, but I love a graham cracker crust. I love that. I love that. Um, but one of the things that uh, my mom was is retired, but when she was thinking about um, retiring, she was thinking about doing kind of a side hustle, or not even a side hustle. She was going to retire and open a consulting business 
in the field she was working in. Okay. And she came up with this really cute wordplay name on it, but it wasn't, it was all about like what she would be doing. But I kept saying to her, think about what you're going to do for your clients. Like think about naming your business after what clients are going to get from working with you. Correct. Correct. So instead of saying, you know, she does academic advising you know, I, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was some like cute wordplay thing she had come up with. I'm like, you need to lead with like what you're going to be doing for that. Exactly right. Because that's how people are going to be searching for you. And that's how they're going to get to know you. So, you know, I mean, look, so once in a while, you know, companies stumble onto it and they create an like Uber, for example, yeah. is, you know, you know, or even like you know, Airbnb is kind of an interesting play when I think about those guys, because that's um, you know, they provide bed and breakfasts, you know, yeah. and, you know, so I, I, you know, that's kind of an interesting, if you're looking for a and b uh, you would stumble onto when they were just starting up. So, yeah. uh, but I get, I get it that some companies, their names have absolutely nothing to do with what they do, but I don't think we have that luxury as much. Nowadays no, and it's really, really expensive to build a brand. Yeah. So you might yeah. as well just put exactly what you're going to be doing for your customers, yep. like auto body shop. Yep fine. Yep. Like that's what they're going to be Googling. Yep. And I have one final thing to add. There is, um, there's a really good service that you can do this with any of the web-based, you know, the, the people that host like the go daddies of the world. Um, there's also a service out there that's called donuts as well. Believe we were just talking about bakeries, but this has nothing to do with a bakery, but, um, I think it's, 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 they're a domain service and it's, you can search donuts domain. And what they do is they sell all these website domains that are not just .com because the internet opened all that up a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. So there is like a website that's like, you know, .bakery or .retail or .store. Yeah. So you can actually build that in. Your website could be, you know, if you sell, you know, if you sell uh, office stationery and you have an office stationery store, your website could be officestationery.store, yeah. you know. All of that I think should figure into your name so that people can find you online. I think it's really important to be found online. Definitely. All right, we'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. I have a good one. Did you know that more than half of the small and mid-sized businesses that fall victim to a data breach close within six months? It's true. And it's not just big businesses that are targets for data breaches. Small businesses are actually more likely target because of their lower security. Luckily, Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, How to Safeguard Your Small Business from Data Breaches, will help explain all the ways you can help protect your company from data theft. You'll learn about daily habits that could be exposing you to a breach, how to help protect company and customer data and credit card information, how to train your employees to help prevent breaches, and what to do if a breach happens. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. So, Elizabeth, recently um, the Department of Energy um, has announced that they issued $31 million in small business research and development funding grants. They do this every year. Um, It is part of their technology funding that they do. They do small business innovation research programs. $31 million that's going out to dozens of small businesses uh, with grants anywhere from $150,000 up to $225,000. It's a wonderful way for seed capital to get your money started. A lot of these grants uh, that they give out, nothing they, they, they would like you to employ people, but they also have milestones to get your stuff. The reason why I bring, bring that out is because if you're a small business and you're a startup and you're looking to get yourself going – 
The, the federal government has so much money available through their grants programs. I mean, this is just the Department of Energy. I mean, the Department of Interior, the Department of Education, the Small Business Administration. There, there are so many departments in the federal government that offer hundreds of millions of dollars of grants. And they are looking for small businesses to do this to. They're looking for minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses. Okay. There's a lot of opportunity to get money. So if you're looking for money, right, don't ignore the opportunities that are out there from the government. Grants.gov is the one spot that I've always gone to in the past okay. that is this one one catch-all site of all the grants that are available that are being issued by the federal government. Um, you know, some of them are easy to get. Some of them are not so easy to get. But I really think it's a big source of potential, you know, funding for a small business. And I don't think it should be ignored. So, um, again, $31 million from the Department of Energy. That's the drop in the bucket of what's out there. And how hard is it to get one of these grants? You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. First of all, it's the government. So, by definition, it's going to be bureaucratic to do. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You get out of it what you put into it. Um, the typical grant process, um, it's easier again if you again if you're if you're a minority or a woman-owned business, Hispanic-owned business, whatever. That certainly makes it easier for you to get government grants. They they fast track you if that's the case. The application process varies depending on the grant that you're applying for. You may need some assistance in writing a grant application, which means you may need to hire a consultant, and you can find plenty of them on like LinkedIn to help you do that. But here's the thing: once you learn. <laughs> it becomes a skill in itself. Yeah. And I know small business owners have gotten very good at applying and getting grants. It was tough the first, you know, first one or two times they went through the process. Yeah. And now they can do it much, much easier. And once you're in the system and you, you know, you've got a process down and you know, you've been there, um, getting more grant money becomes easier and easier to what do. What are the tax implications of this? Oh, There's it's tax-free no money. Tax-free. No, it's okay. tax-free money. What it is with these, most of the grants are, they're just, they're grants. So they're not even government loans. This isn't like an SBA yeah. loan. They're, they're giving you the money. Some of them tie you to employment. Depends on, uh, you know, where you're like this Department of Energy grants don't because they know that's being given to small tech companies that are trying to source certain things, you know. Um, but really, other than that, there's, you know, there, there's, there's no tax implications of receiving the money. There are reporting implications, though. You have to account for where the money went to. Um, so that takes some time. So. Um, the tax from the government is a tax on your time to apply and then also to report back to them what you use the money for. But again, uh, a lot of opportunities there. And the other thing is the Department of Energy is all still very much into alternative energies and, you know, different ways, you know, a lot more on, on fossil fuels and things like that better. Yeah. Bringing them up to up out of the ground and all that kind of stuff. So they're looking for people in that area. It changes. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Like as each new administration comes and they have different priorities and then their departments issue grants for small companies to do research that is complementary to the priorities of the administration. So, you know, just because you might look through Department of Energy's available grants this year and you're like, yeah, nothing really is kind of up my alley. That doesn't mean that a few years from now there won't be a bunch that, that will be. So cool. it should be something you check out every year. Good tip. Okay. All right. Your TV and... Book recommendations. Oh, okay. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a, a TV recommendation. I just finished watching The Terror on Netflix. It's is it scary. It's scary. Yes, it, it is. Um, <laughs> it's new. It just came out like a couple of months ago. Very well written. It's a Ridley Scott 
uh, production. He was like the executive producer of it. And the, uh, one of the directors did Fight Club and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, true story based on uh, two British ships that went into the Arctic looking for the Northwest Passage in the mid-19th century. And no one knows whatever happened to them. Oh, wow. That's a true story. And in fact, no so one knew. So is it actually very scary? So that no one knew what happened to the ships. And then, spoiler alert, two years ago, um, they found the ships. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just as they were making the movie. We were making this the series. Anyway, it's like an eight-part series or something. Very well acted. It's a British series. You'll see a lot of people from Harry Potter and Game of Thrones on it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to tell you whether what, what, what happens in it, but I can tell you that it's a lot, lot of crazy stuff happens and it's really it's really really cool speaking of that can you believe game of thrones won the emmy again yeah i that let's 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 not go there I'm, i think there's other shows that are more deserving of although i think game of thrones is fantastic don't get yeah. me wrong but i'd like to give i'm just a- angry that tatiana maslani did not <laughs> so Orphan my Black. my recommendation Tatiana. i have two okay one of them is glow which i just finished watching on netflix two seasons gene has only watched the first two, two episodes. episodes yeah i loved it but he's excited Funny. to keep watching. Yep. And the other one is The Americans, which I really think should have won the Emmy this yeah, year. Yeah, it's a great show. It's fantastic. It's show. But the Gene, ending was great. Tell them what you did. I watched this for all of you guys that don't want to like There's suffer six through. Seasons. You want to suffer through all six seasons. Just do what I did. I re- I watched the whole first season, which was excellent. And then I skipped to the sixth season and I watched the sixth that season. That is blasphemy. It is. How first of you... all, I picked it up in the sixth season. I didn't even lose a beat. I mean, all the main no, characters are still there. so much happened. Believe me, it really wasn't that big. And then I watched the end through the end of the sixth season and it was great. That Loved was it. one of the best finales I've ever seen. It was seen. a wonderful ending to the show. Sad, yeah. uh, but wonderful ending to the show. I really enjoyed it. And I thought the two... Um, Carrie Russell, is that yeah. her name? And Matthew, I Reese. The, Reese. Oh, they're fantastic, man. Yeah. The two of them are just great in that they're show. They're so good. So I really enjoyed that show a lot. He won the Emmy. He won the Emmy. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, but she didn't. That's she correct. totally deserved it. Yeah, she was great. Okay, we'll be back next week, and we're going to be talking about how to recruit young talent, and we're going to try to get through the entire episode without saying the M word. I agree. I agree. Let's not bring up the M word. I'm sick of the yeah. M word. Enough with the M word, okay? Okay, great. Okay, good. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.